Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned into an all-new edition of the Metropolitan Report. My name is Alfred Parsar Jr., and on this podcast, we talk about any and everything New York Mets. Today is Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021, and just a reminder, the Metropolitan Report is a proud member of the Studious Minds Podcast Network. Uh, On today's program, we're going to recap everything since our last program, which was this past Sunday. Uh, The Mets obviously did not play this past Sunday. They were scheduled to play the Atlanta Braves. However, they did not due to uh, a rain delay. So that game is going to be rescheduled as part of a doubleheader later on this month on the 21st. However, on Monday, the Mets traveled to Arizona where they opened up a three-game set against the Arizona Diamondbacks, one of the worst teams in baseball this season. Uh... Coming into this series, uh, Arizona on a huge losing streak. They've lost uh, 14 of the last 15, and they're they're just not looking good. So what do you expect the Mets to do? You expect the Mets to beat up on them. Uh, back in early May, the Diamondbacks came to City Field, and they got swept in three games. On Monday, Jacob deGrom, a.k.a. DeGoat, was DeGrominant. Uh, Jacob deGrom, six scoreless innings of baseball, he pitched. He just looked great. Didn't allow a single run. Uh, Jacob DeGrom once again continuing this run of dominance that we've seen this season, the likes of which we've never seen out of a New York Mets pitcher, not even in the Tom Seaver days. I'm going to argue this, and some people may, you know, shoot me down, but Tom Seaver, formerly known as the franchise, however... I don't think Tom Terrific has ever had this much success. Jacob DeGrom, after Monday's start, his ERA is 0.71. The man doesn't even average one run given up per start. This is just amazing. And not only is he pitching well, he is continuing to hit well. Uh, In the game Monday, Jacob DeGrom helped himself out. And one thing that's been a theme of Jacob DeGrom's tenure with the Mets as he doesn't get run support, so he's here doing it himself. He had an RBI single in the game Monday and for the season is batting 450. I've said it on previous editions of the Metropolitan Report. I'm going to say it here again. Jacob DeGrom is going to win Silver Slugger this season in addition to a Cy Young. The last New York Mets pitcher to win a Silver Slugger was Mike Hampton in 2000. So the Mets haven't had a silver slugging pitcher in 21 years. And some people might be looking at me like, oh, I didn't know you can win silver slugging for pitcher. Yes, because pitchers bat in the National League. Go go look it up on Wikipedia. Go to the MLB website. Pitchers do get awarded silver slugger in the National League. Uh, so it was a great, great, great outing by DeGrom. Uh, the offense also clicked in that game against the Diamondbacks on Monday. Uh, it was just a, just a all-around good effort uh, in a 6-2 to two win. Uh, Pete Alonso came off the IL, and we're going to talk about this uh, right now because this is interesting. So the Mets get three players off the IL on Monday. Uh, Pete Alonso, Seth Lugo, who is a key piece of the bullpen, and... Kevin Pillar, miraculously, two weeks after taking that fastball to the face, his face is not fully healed, 
However, he will wear a mask when playing the outfield. Uh, he did come in the game Monday and get a pinch hit single. So that's always good to see. He can track the ball. He can still hit the ball. Not showing any ill effects. And um, like I said, Alonso, Lugo, and Pilar uh, are no longer on the IL, which means the roster moves had to be made. Uh, the Mets uh, designated Cameron Maben for assignment. No shock there. The man only had one hit in his entire Mets career. He went one for 28. Um, no need to keep him around, even though he's a veteran. Uh, he does have World Series experience, but it's not what have you done for me in the past. It's what have you done for me lately. And Maben was a guy they only acquired for a dollar. When you get a player for a dollar, um, I get the Chicago Cubs gave him away for nothing. The Mets spent nothing to get him. Not a loss. Uh, Khalil Lee, somebody who I've been very hard on, uh, was optioned to AAA Syracuse. Um, no surprise there, as he was only on the active roster due to need and necessity, not because of skill level. He's going to go to the minors and get some much-needed seasoning. The only highlight of his stint in the bigs was that go-ahead RBI double he hit in Miami. Um, Sean Reed Foley. Perhaps the biggest surprise out of anybody who uh, got sent down when uh, they had to activate uh, the three players coming off the IL. Reed Foley had been lights out, fantastic for the most part. So it was very surprising to, to see Sean Reed Foley. Sean Reed Foley's been a guy who's come to this Mets team and even since spring training had, had been turning heads. So, very surprising to see Sean Reed Foley and his signature mustache uh, take the, the shuttle bus back to Syracuse. Uh, in six games pitched, uh, he has a record of 1-0, ERA of 1.98 in 13 and two-thirds innings with 20 strikeouts. So, very, very, very surprised to see that Sean Reed Foley has uh, gone to Syracuse. And then last but not least, a guy who has been a huge fan favorite in the confines of City Field in Flushing. Uh, a guy that actually has won us several games. The king of the RBI fielder's choice. Well, I should say the king of the walk-off RBI fielder's choice, Patrick Mazika. His, uh, his tenure in the bigs has officially come to an end for now. Uh, he was among the three players sent down to Syracuse to make room for everybody else. Uh, I personally like Mazika. I'll never forget in those uh, three back-to-back-to-bats -back -back -bat that he had. Uh, he had three RBIs whatever out, w without ever getting a hit. Uh, the walk-off uh, RBI fielder's choice against Arizona. Then that Sunday, he gets the uh, bases loaded RBI walk. And then against the Orioles the following Tuesday, another uh, walk-off RBI fielder's choice. I hope to see uh, Mazika back in the bigs sooner than later. It's a great story, a uh, great feel-good story, and uh, we'll, we'll miss the kid. But uh, back to Monday's game against the Diamondbacks. So the offense fired on all cylinders. Pete Alonso had four out of the six RBIs. He was responsible for four of the runs scored. He had a home run. He had a, a two-RBI single. Uh, Billy McKinney also had a home run as well. McKinney continues to play well. 
when given the opportunities and more and more this looks like a good pickup from the Milwaukee Brewers so uh, Monday they were firing on all cylinders can't say the same last night though let's talk about last night shall we so last night the Mets they lose an extra innings six to five the Mets at one point in this game were up four to nothing and I'm gonna say I was very disappointed for several reasons but let's get into it so part of this game especially which got me uh which got me upset the Mets were up four nothing and in the bottom of the sixth inning comes Marcus Stroman's on the hill and Luis Rojas, I'm going to have to criticize him. I know I praised him the last couple of editions of the report, but I got I to gotta criticize him here. Marcus Stroman in the bottom of the six, you're up 4 nothing. He gives up two consecutive base hits. He's obviously starting to tire. And for God knows whatever reason, Luis Rojas continued to keep him in the game, right? So, up walks Paven Smith. Two on, one out, three-run home run. Mets lead goes drastically from four runs to one run. If that didn't make matters worse, in the bottom of the ninth, the Mets holding on to a one-run lead, they call on Edwin Diaz, who prior to last night had nine saves in nine appearances. Last night? Prior to last night, I should say. Edwin Diaz is looking like the Edwin Diaz we saw in Seattle in 2018. That led the league in saves. Dominant stuff. Hitting 101 on the speed gun. But last night, he looked like 2019 Edwin Diaz all over again when he first put that Mets uniform on. Blew the lead and blew the save. So, that was a disappointment right there. Then, in the top of the 10th, James McCann pinch hit RBI double. As you guys know, in the extra innings, a rule that I hate I spoke about it on the last edition of the Metropolitan Report where we had Bryson Carver on of the Carving It Up podcast. I personally hate this this extra inning rule. I feel like it cheapens baseball. But the first batter up gets the RBI. The Mets take a one-run lead. You would think they would do enough to get McCann home to get that second run because one run in this day and age in extra innings doesn't mean anything because every team starts with the man on second. But the Mets can't get McCann home. They can't even move him to third base. They call on Trevor May in the bottom of the 10th. Now, Trevor May struggled when we saw him on Monday. Did we not forget that the Mets activated Seth Lugo on Monday? But I'll get to that in a second. So Trevor May, who they used the night before, who struggled the night before, 
loses the game for the Mets, throws a slider, low and away. Josh Rojas, who got into a, a bit of a confrontation with Marcus Stroman earlier in the game, is the hero of the night. And the Mets lose a game that they shouldn't have lost. It was a very winnable game. The Diamondbacks did not win that game. The Mets lost that game. They threw it away. Now, you activate Seth Lugo on Monday. You don't use Seth Lugo on Monday. Why not use him yesterday? And this is where I got to criticize Rojas because Luis Rojas, he knew that Trevor May struggled the night before, and you used him the night before. Lugo is a fresh arm. He just came back. Why not use him? But you know what? Let's let let's hear it out of the horse's mouth. Here's what Rojas had to say after the game. May's been pitching uh, lately. He's a guy that you know before he has a strikeout uh, guy with his with his pitch repertoire. Um, and uh, you know the only thing uh, probably that we wanted him to add today was uh, the slider and the changeup. And then we thought he did. He got he got um, Kelly there in a the ground ball using the slider, and he got ahead 0-2 with the next batter uh, getting that check swing when he went with the slider as well. So everything was going in place and then he just uh, lost the command, but that's what we went to. I mean, he's, he's a guy that's been uh, a high leverage for us that we trust. And, uh, you know, situation there after using Diaz, Diaz is out of the game and, you know, we felt that may could help us to, uh, to close the deal there. Did, did he just say, that's who we went to? That's the best excuse you've got, Louie? That's who we went to? You could have gone to Lugo. That's who we went to. What do you mean, that's who we went to? He didn't even describe his mindset in the move. Someone we trust. How can you trust a guy who 24 hours earlier had a bad outing. That's who we went to. Well, you know where I'm going? I'm going to break. And when we come back, we'll further evaluate the Mets' upcoming schedule with some predictions, but that's who we went to. Uh, roll, 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 roll the ads. Just, just roll, roll, roll the ads. What's up, y'all? This is Barry Grant Jr., host of the All Even Podcast. I'm tuning in with my man Alfred, host of the Metropolitan Report. That's the only place that I get my Mets news from. Tap in, because trust me, that's crazy. Do you have an event that needs a design? How about planning? You can take care of all your event needs with ARJ Signature Design, run by Alnisa Reed Jenkins, where you can get custom floral designs, event designs, set designs, as well as retail and commercial installs. You can get all that done by Alnisa Reed Jenkins of ARJ Signature Design with event planning and event designing and is also a family-run business. Again, that's ARJ Signature Design and you can go ahead and get your free consultation by contacting Ms. Reed Jenkins at ARJSignatureDesign.com. They do a great job and again, if you need any event florals, custom floral designs, or set design, whether you're commercial, retail, or personal, 
ARJ Signature Design can get the job done for you. Again, that's ARJSignatureDesign.com for your free consultation now. We're back on the Metropolitan Report. I am Alfred Parsar Jr. And that was a much-needed, well-needed break. Uh, Mets' upcoming schedule. So they play the Diamondbacks in a in a matinee game today at 3.40 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, that matchup, David Peterson starts for the Mets. They go up against Madison Bumgarner the former World Series hero for the San Francisco Giants a decade ago. Uh, That game could go either way because, as I've stated before on the Metropolitan Report, I don't believe that David Peterson is a major leaguer. If the Mets are going to win this game, the offense has to click in full. And it it really hurts. That loss last night, that should have been a winnable game, it may come back to hurt because tomorrow... The Mets start a four-game set against the San Diego Padres. It'll be a battle of the first-place team in the National League East going up against the first-place team in the National League West. And we all know that the Slam Diego Padres are no joke. Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., Eric Hosmer, who's top 10 in the National League in batting average, uh, Trent Grisham, it, like, it, it, their, their roster... One through eight in the batting order, uh, Tommy Pham, uh, any of them can hurt you. So that's not that's not going to be an easy game, ladies and gentlemen. Especially because the the projected pitching matchup, Taiwan Walker will go for the Mets. You Darvish, who's only five and one, with a with an ERA slightly over two. Uh, he gets he gets the. Uh, the start for the Padres tomorrow. And uh, like I said, first place in the National League West, which is a much more competitive division than the NL East is. So the Mets, hopefully they can get a win today because they're going to need as many wins as they can because these San Diego games are not going to be easy. Uh, The Saturday pitching matchup between the the Mets and the Padres is, is the is the game that everybody's going to be paying attention to. It'll be Jacob deGrom against Joe Musgrove. A lot of people are saying, oh, well, Jacob deGrom has dominated nothing but bad teams. Well, he's pitching against a first-place team here, even though he pitched against Boston, only allowed a run. But uh, now you're, you're playing against a team in the, in the National League. Um, the, like I said, the San Diego Padres are no joke. They're first in their division. Um, three competitive teams in that division, of course, with the Dodgers. And the San Francisco Giants, which I believe has been the biggest surprise in all of baseball so far this season. Uh, After they're done with San Diego, they have an off day on Monday before they open a two-game set against Baltimore. Uh, The Mets swept Baltimore uh, last month when they came to City Field. I have no doubt in my mind, especially now uh, that they have a designated hitter because the Mets are visiting an American League team. No doubt in my mind the Mets take both of those games. Then another off day before San Diego comes to City Field. So in the course of a week, the Mets play the Padres seven times. Four times at San Diego, three times uh, at City Field. Uh, this is going to be a rough stretch. Honestly, I hate to say a thing like this, but the Mets may not be in first place by the end of next weekend. The Mets got to win in Arizona today, and they've got to win 
against Baltimore next week, and they have to at least manage to take two games from this uh, San Diego Padres team uh, this weekend. If they don't take at least two and split, then I don't know what's going to happen. But you got to take at least two. You have to. Well, the Metropolitan Report, we will be back on Sunday. And hopefully, the Mets will still be in first place. Right now, the Mets, coming into today, lead the National League East by three and a half games. Uh, if they win today and the Phillies lose, that'll, that lead will jump to four and a half. So we'll see what happens. But the Metropolitan Report will be back on Sunday. Uh, once again, we are committed to our bi-weekly schedule. We will be back on Sunday. I've said everything that I can say for today. And the only thing left to say is, let's go Mets!